Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lopped one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. Holy Here's the snap. Pressure coming from the outside. Brady throws it back. Hot ball. First down to the 50. Outside the numbers. 40. To the 30-yard line. To the 25. And Perriman. Bashad Perriman. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Box ran in overtime. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty. All fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! And there the cannons go. Fire them. Keep on firing them. Keep on firing them. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Live on YouTube today. And uh, it's a very special day. Actually, I don't know if a lot of people know this. Uh, for Buck fans far and wide, for myself, for Evan Wanish, actually, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, joined alongside me, as always, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. Words are hard sometimes, but as I was saying, folks, it's actually a very special day today. Because two years ago today... A little-known quarterback named Tom Brady decided to join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The news broke two years ago today that he was going to be leaving the New England Patriots. And before the end of the day, Jeff Darlington floated out a report, a lot of other people believed it as well, that said there is no official announcement made, but Tom Brady is expected to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer for the 2020 season. And the rest, as they say, is history. Welcome back to the show. Evan... How are you doing, my friend? We have got so much to talk about today. Yeah, for the for the second straight show, we got a lot to talk about, a lot to uncover. So excited to get into it. Obviously, uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to anybody who's celebrating it. I'm not Irish. I just I'm wearing a green shirt just because. Um, but I, yeah, I don't yeah, it, I don't have any green on. I guess I made the mistake <laughs> of of not busting any of that. I feel like the the red beard should be enough cover for me, right? Yeah. Like people should know not to pinch me when you see just this. No. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You 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 kind of look like a leprechaun anyway. Right. If it was like you right. know like like an I, I angry leprechaun. Yeah. I t- I'll tell people I'm the mascot, dude. I mean, like, yeah. It's just, so just easy. tell them tell them you're like Notre Dame's mascot. Yeah. That's all you gotta do. Okay, yeah. So and then I fight yeah, but, him because that's what he's doing in the yeah, yeah. He's putting up putting up the the the, the fisticuffs, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, obviously, you know, Tom Brady, it's hard to believe it's been two years. It, it really is hard to believe. It feels like it's been about two months. Um, but it, it's it's hard to believe the amount of stuff we've been through in that span. Right. Um, you know, whether you know he was signing and then the Gronkowski stuff and then the draft and then the actual season and then the Super Bowl and then the offseason and then the season again and then the A B stuff and then the playoffs and then he retires and then he doesn't retire. It's just it's just so much stuff and it's hard to believe all that fit into a span of two years as Mikey gives us ten dollar super chat. Let's go, uh, big Mike. That's what I'm talking about, my friend. Thank you so much for donating to the Wendy's fun. He said, I was so scared the Brady signing was going to fall through or something because of all the time we had to wait for his physicals and to sign the papers because of COVID. And that's actually a really good point. Uh, Just to kind of sidebar here, if you guys haven't checked out the book, A Season in the Sun, I'm blanking out on the author's name right now, but it is a great book. Say it again. Lars Anderson. Okay, Lars Anderson, A Season in the Sun. Check it out. It's basically the inside story on how that 2020 team came about. Jason Light, Bruce Arians, their point of view from going to get Tom Brady to finding out that they got Tom Brady and then everything else that happened afterwards. But that was one of my favorite details of how all of that went down was uh, Tom Brady was up in New York and the paperwork was sent up there for him to sign. Now, was it Jason Light's? It was his brother, his cousin. I think it, it was it was his um, brother-in-law, I believe. Right. Somebody who was up in New York. And, and Jason Light made it yeah. very clear. He said, uh, quote, do not F this up. 
only because of the uncertainty of the pandemic at the time. This is Tom Brady. Like, could you imagine for five minutes the weight that this guy must have felt driving over the paperwork to Tom F. and Brady? Also, making sure that he signs it, gets a picture of it, all of that stuff. But on top of that, you know, making sure that he's safe and, you know, since there wasn't a whole lot of knowledge about COVID at the time, making sure the last thing you want to do is hang around too long, get a little bit too close, and all of a sudden the Buccaneers' new star quarterback has got a case of the COVID-19. But luckily, all of that seems like a thing of the past now. And uh, as we've been saying, the rest is history. But really, really good book. And uh, if you love hearing stories like that, it's such a great perspective. Uh, So make sure you go check it out. Season in the Sun. Bring the Vegas gaming experience to the palm of your hand. Bet your favorite team, try your luck in a casino, or our poker room. The earliest sports lines and the biggest limits online. Lots of deposit options. Bet on live events as they happen. The next play, the next score. Get winnings fast or roll them into a parlay and win even more. Visit Bet Online today and see what millions of customers have experienced for over 20 years. Had some uh had some other questions in the live chat. Wanted to address those really quickly. Shout out to everybody in here right now, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's 5 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. We kind of just decided to go live again, talk about the latest free agency, which, of course, we'll be covering over the next hour or so. Tano Games says, hey, guys, how do you feel about Julio? He's injury prone, but he might be a good addition. And, and to be honest with you, I kind of wanted to save this one towards the end of the video, but given the nature of the NFL, given the nature of free agency week, you know, before the show is over, he very well could have a new team. But it has been reported that Tom Brady himself is actively trying to recruit Julio Jones to come to Tampa Bay. Julio Jones, we know he's not what he was five years ago in Atlanta. He was just released from the Titans after spending a season there. A little bit of an underwhelming season. He's been battling injury for what feels like, I mean, years. Even when he was in Atlanta, he didn't play the Bucks because he was dealing with injury all season long. So what do you think, Evan? Uh, it's been made pretty clear that Tom Brady himself is going out there and, and doing his damnedest to not only bring in new free agents, but help the Bucks retain the ones that they still have yet to sign. But he's, he's made it clear what his, uh, what his intentions are. And he is no doubt being as aggressive as he possibly can. I, I mean, this is, this is what seems like Tom Brady in his purest form, but now that he's handling unfinished business, now that he is a man on a mission, I mean, this is just insane to hear about, to be honest. Well, first off, I want to start by saying um, it was by Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless had said that a, a source that is close to Julio told him that uh, Julio received a DM from Tom Brady saying, you know, uh, come down to Florida, you know, Sunshine State. Real quick before I get into it, I want to give a shout out to Akeem. He's watching from Jamaica. So thank you, Akeem. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's it made headlines because I mean Toyo Jones, right? It's one of the in his prime, it's one of the best receivers of all time. But like you said, five years ago, yeah, it would have been big time. Now, not so much. Um, he's dealt with a lot of injuries. When he's been on the field, he hasn't been that bad. He's been pretty productive, but he, he has dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh played in nine games in 2020. Uh, and then played in 10 games this past year. It just wasn't 2020. He was okay. He had 771 receiving yards, three touchdowns. Uh, then this past season, 434 receiving yards and one touchdown. So he's been okay. It's just, he hasn't been on the field a lot. And then a lot of people are going to ask, well, why, you know, why would you go out and do this? They just brought back Russell Gage. I mean, not brought back, but they just brought in Russell Gage. Um, you know, it's and they didn't it, just bring in Russell Gage on a one-year rental. No, like they have no, a lot they, of they these paid. Guys. They paid Russell Gage. Yeah, yeah. They they um, made him really good money for a wide receiver three. So like that. That's your guy. Also, Chris Godwin got his deal. We'll yeah, talk about that we'll talk a little bit that. later on in the pod too. But you know, it really does seem like from a team building perspective. And it's funny that we still use team building here because, you know, with the bucks, it's, it's like, you're putting together a team of all-stars. It feels like, but I mean, as it sits right now, they are ridiculously stacked at the wide receiver position. Now we've said before that the depth at wide receiver, it got exposed last year, but listen, if you take any NFL team, even if they're known for their wide receiver core, 
if four out of the six starters are injured, you know, it's going to be kind of tough to live up to that reputation. So the Bucs are addressing that clearly. But well, you know, and, and then that's exactly why Tom Brady knows like mm-hmm. he, he doesn't want to be thrown to Scotty Miller and, Ber- and Brashad Perryman in the divisional round yeah. anymore. You know, um, Brashad Perryman so, also came back. We'll, we'll touch yeah, on that. We'll, of talk, we'll talk about it. Um, yeah. So just, you know, uh, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Right. It's, we're not saying that, Oh, it's definitely going to happen. I would probably guess it's not going to simply because one, I think Julio is going to be looking for a little bit more money and a little bit of a bigger role um, in Tampa. His role would be either the wide receiver three or wide receiver four. Um, but I mean, from his perspective, if you were to sign, you could look at it as this is a guy who, like I said, has been injured. If he has a less role, that's less risk of injury because it would be less of a workload. So, um, you know, a chance at a ring, maybe uh, it, it makes sense. However, I just I, I wouldn't count on it. I don't think it's going to happen, um, especially with the Bucks bringing back Rashad Perryman as well. It, it just feels like they're comfortable with what they have. Maybe they draft the guy, but I'd be surprised if they, if they sign anybody. But it was definitely noteworthy um, yet again, Skip Bayless. So maybe take with a grain of salt. But, um, you know, we'll have to wait and see. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens. And uh, who knows? You know, anything can happen at this point. I'm not going to completely rule it out because every time we do that, it seems to, you know, just backfire completely on us. So, well, as we take a look around the NFL and talk about some more big name free agents who were released, our buddy John in the live chat brings up Fletcher Cox from Philly was released today. That's a former Pro Bowl D tackle. Uh, it's obviously a guy with a little bit of juice left in the tank. We talked about the Bucks wanting to get younger along the defensive line. So, uh, again, a guy like Fletcher Cox, while he has proven talent, it does seem a little bit more like a stopgap, two, three-year guy at best. But what are your thoughts on somebody like that maybe coming and helping out along the D-line? So this time of year, one of my biggest pet peeves, and it happens with every fan base, a player hey, gets released. Hey, there's a there's a name we recognize. Joe Smith gets released. Oh, the Bucks should sign him. You know, oh, 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 John Williams got released. Oh, but Buck should sign him. You know, like it, it just it, it happens every single time. And normally I'm like, OK, they don't need to sign every single player that that has, has is released. They, they don't have to. I'm, I'm sorry. OK, they're not going to have a roster full of 150 players. Um, not every person available in the trade market needs to, to come to Tampa. But however, in this situation, I do think Fletcher Cox should be on their radar. Uh, I do think that he's a really good player. I've obviously I've watched him pretty close because I've seen a lot of Eagles games. Um, I just think that he is good. He's not the same player. He's not the same player that he, that he was three or four years ago, but he's still a useful player and he fits the profile that Arians had said they were looking for at the combine. Um, They said, you know, when talking about the interior defensive line, they were talking about, more pass rush there you know that they needed more pass rush from the interior and that would help them out a lot and um you know it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with, with Fletcher Cox because there's some talk maybe he could just resign in Philly maybe it's a cap thing um but I mean you know, talking about getting younger that would be getting younger technically uh Nadam Kinsu's 35 Fletcher Cox is 31 so um it would be getting younger and also like Fletcher Cox would be replacing the Dominican Sue most likely. That's why I brought up that name. Uh, it's, he's a guy I'd look out for. I don't know if they're going to have the money. I don't know what he's going to look for. He might just resign in Philly. Who knows? But um, I do think he could be a fit and uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But that'd be one that I would, I would certainly be interested in. I just don't know if they will be. Two drastically different players here. So I don't even know if it's worth the conversation, but uh, interior defensive lineman from Philly. I always get a little weary because you remember when we brought in Vinnie Curry and like he was, yeah, kinda, he, he was, he was a defensive end though. Yeah. Again, two different players, two different points in their careers. But like, I remember Vinnie Curry coming in was very underwhelming for the most part. Well, and, and also, and also Vin, Vinnie Curry was always like solid, but he was never like Fletcher Cox's like, was great. He's a game like, changer, right? Yeah. He has the ability to just take over a drive or take over a play and that's what the Bucks are going to need there in the middle. Now, as far as getting younger, yeah, 31 years old to everybody else who's on there, it is technically getting younger. 
But I feel like if you're already starting to invest in the team for when after Tom Brady is gone, like Chris Godwin, three-year deal. Russell Gage, three-year deal. A lot of guys getting deals seems like they're locked down for the future. And that's kind of what you want to do with that position. But as far as getting younger, I just don't know if signing a Fletcher Cox at 31 years old, while he is technically younger, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I just don't really know if that's the best route they could take from here. I mean, I think they're going to try to win a Super Bowl this year. So, yeah. I mean, if it's the best route to win a Super Bowl this year, why not? I mean, especially when the interior defensive line class is not strong. Like, it really isn't. Everybody's going to say, well, what about Jordan Davis? Jordan Davis is essentially Vita Vea. Like, it's, it's a nose tackle. Um, you know, it, it's not everybody wants to see them draft an interior defensive lineman. The interior defensive line draft classes from the last two seasons have not been good. Like, like they haven't been good classes. It just it hasn't been the luck of the draw. So, um, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I, I think Cox would make a lot of sense. Uh, I I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what type of money he'll be looking for. Uh, but if the Bucks are gonna make one more like big splash kind of i guess you could say like a, a top tier free agent it, to me it would be somebody like fletcher cox so let's go ahead and take a look at what the bucks have done to retain some of their own players here we'll talk about the transactions the last time we talked to you guys was on a live stream two days ago and since then i mean literally just so much has happened with this team i think the last transaction at the time uh, was the Buccaneers trading for Shaq Mason to play at offensive guard. Incredible move by Jason Light to really only secure that guy for a fifth-round pick. Cannot get over that. But let's jump into the latest in the red and pewter. So we'll go chronologically, basically the timeline of things that have happened between the last time we talked to you and right now. The first move they made, they brought back wide receiver Brashad Perryman on a one-year deal. Uh, not really sure what his salary is off the top of my head. Hopefully you can help me out. But as far as wide receiver depth goes, I don't think you can go wrong with Brashad Perryman, right? He's safe. Yeah, he's, it's he safe. Play, he had the best play of the season last year. Overtime, uh, game yeah, winner. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. There's, there's a lot of them. So, you know, it, it could be up for debate. But, yeah, probably one of them for sure, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, he, he's safe. He's safe depth. He's not going to hurt you. Um, if he's your wide receiver four, okay. If he's your wide receiver five, it's great. Like, yeah, you know, if you're able to add either somebody in draft or you sign somebody and, and Perryman becomes your wide receiver five, then, you know, you're, you're looking at a very deep, you know, wide receiver room. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fine. You know, he's not going to cost a lot. I don't know exactly what his salary is either, but I'm, I'm sure it's either the vet minimum or a little bit over that, um, He's not going to cost a ton. He knows the offense. He's familiar with it. And the coaching staff likes him. So we have very, very safe signing. Let me ask you a question about the Buccaneers current wide receiver room as well. So I'm going to run you down. I think it's seven or eight wide receivers they have on the roster currently. I want to say it's eight, but let me run down this list and we'll figure it out here in a second. And I'm curious, one of these guys is going to have to go. Like, unfortunately, there's going maybe to be a two. familiar name, maybe two, right? There's going to be a familiar name or two the Bucks are going to have to let go of in that wide receiver room, and that's okay because it's not like we've been using them all to their best potential anyways, but let me run down the list here and we'll kind of figure it out. Mike Evans, not going anywhere. Russell Gage just signed a three-year deal, not going anywhere. Chris Godwin just signed a three-year deal. We'll talk about that here in a second. Not going anywhere. Rashad Perryman brought back on a one-year deal. He should be fine. Here are the four. most likely he he could if he like struggles in camp and somebody else have reforms and maybe but like safe bet is Perryman makes the roster. So here is the the big four in my opinion because obviously some still some moves yet to be made but one of these four guys if not two out of these four guys is going to be gone. I don't think it is this one. We'll start with this. But Jalen Darden, more of a returner role than a wide receiver role, but. It seems like his, it seems like he'll be back next season because he is going into his second season. And uh, you explained it to me to where if the Bucks were going to move on from him, it's more of a cap casualty than anything else. Yeah, it's actually not a casualty. It's a negative. Well, it's, it, a, yeah. a casualty for the Bucks, I guess, because yeah, they'll be yeah, losing money. Yeah, they actually would be. Yeah, they would. Their cap space would go down <laughs> the amount of space they have if they were to release Darden after one year because he's a he's a fourth round draft pick. A lot of people forget he is a fourth round draft pick. So um, if you were to cut him right now, it would actually result in a negative uh, cap 
you know, transaction. So, and also they need, who else is going to return? If they cut Jalen Darden, who else on this roster right now, do you look at and say, Oh, there's the kicker Turner. I understand that Darden struggled. I understand he wasn't good, but who else on there has done it in the past? Nobody. I I mean, I don't know anybody, Um, but you know, I would be surprised if he if he were were cut. Uh, I I would be surprised um, just because of the two reasons we just mentioned. One, it, they literally lose money, and two, they he has he does something that the others don't that they don't have currently. So these last three guys, I'm gonna just kind of group them together, and then I think what we'll do is I'm gonna have you rank them by the order of importance to this team. So we'll go. Your number one has the least amount of chance of getting cut. Here we go. Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, Surreal Grayson Jr. Those are your final three receivers on this team. At least one of them is probably going to have to go. Yeah, I don't think Grayson's going. I, I think, think it's going to be the chemistry that he was able to put together with. I think a lot of people discredit Surreal Grayson for what he was able to do last season. I mean, if any of our wide receivers stepped up at the tail end of last season, Mike Evans is one to talk about, but surreal grace and man, like those last two regular season games, he's come a very long way from, uh, from the helmet doink. Cause we all remember that very well. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be, uh, that's tough. Um, because you know, Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson, they each bring, they, they bring two different, aspects uh scotty miller is a like we always talk about a one trick pony uh that does something that you know the bucks really don't have the bucks don't have one of them receivers that has top end speed like scotty miller does like they don't they they have the right receivers that are fast but no, nobody that can run like scotty miller um so that's a tough one and tyler johnson really fits the mold for the type of receiver they typically look for like a chris godwin you know that possession type receiver get you know run after the catch um is a blocker you know he can do a couple of different things can play inside outside that's tough you know and that's gonna really come down to, to who is better in camp if i had to guess right now if i had to choose one to cut if i had to guess i would say probably scotty miller um, I think they've just they've kind of seen enough of him. Maybe they try and sneak him on the practice squad. It won't work, but you could try to sneak him on the practice squad. Um, but you know, I mean, unless probably, he's your designated, you know, guy that you keep every single week. I, yeah, I don't but think he te- lasts teams teams can unless Scotty Moore declines it. Teams can still like that's only there's there's one day per week that you can take anybody from a practice squad. Yeah. I got um. It. So, I mean, you know, we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but I, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. That's a, that's obviously a battle that you're looking for. Uh, Mikey with another $10 super chat. Really Let's appreciate go, you today, fella. Mikey. Uh, he goes, Scotty Miller, got to go. He will always be remembered for that NFC championship game, but he's only good for running straight. Whenever he's lined up, defenses automatically know where Scotty's going. It's a good point. Um, it's a point we've brought up on the podcast a lot. And like I said, appreciate the super chat again, Mikey. Um, but yeah, he is, he is a, a guy who just runs straight a lot of time. He doesn't do a lot of other stuff. Uh, the bucks have wanted him to make those sort of grimy tough catches and he really hasn't. Uh, but I also don't think the bucks are impressed with Tyler Johnson's development. I really don't. He had a huge opportunity last season and he didn't really do anything with it. I mean, you're talking about Chris Godwin going down, A.B. getting cut. That is a huge opportunity for Tyler Johnson. And it just he was invisible at times. So I'm not sure they're happy with his development either. Um, so I, I think right now one of those guys would go. Obviously, if like a Julio Jones is brought in, then you're probably looking at two of the guys going. Um, the Bucks are serious about upgrading their depth of wide receiver. That's why they gave Russell Cage the money they did. Uh, they wanted to make sure they upgraded there, and I think they're they're still going to be looking. Maybe most likely, I said, you know, in the draft. But um, yeah, I do think those two. Uh, so if I had to rank them, go Grace in the least. Grayson's the safest, so I guess Grayson would be one, Tyler Johnson two, Scotty Moore three, in terms of I guess there's like a ghost in your house or something. Uh. I was trying to be slick because like five minutes ago, uh, my webcam was out of focus, and it's really been bugging me. 
So I was trying to maybe see if a light could, you know, uh, to, to, to get, ah, I was trying to see if a little light from outside a frame could get it to kick back in and it is, it is not happening. So, <laughs> so I'm a little yeah, out of I focus mean, unless I get really close to the webcam, which I don't want to have to do. So, you know, we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Um, we'll, have to, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe we can call, we can call the Ghostbusters in the yeah. meantime. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see for training camp. It'll be interesting. I, I wouldn't expect the guy like Julio Jones to come and kick both of them out, but um, there will be, like you said, one this off season, this training camp, somebody's going to get cut that fans like no, like recognize the name. Now for uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we talk a little bit more about some transactions they have made. We got a couple of restructures on our hands, and I definitely don't think it's going to be the last we hear of these because we have more than a few to talk about today. Uh, but the first of many was tight end Cameron Brait has agreed to restructure his contract to a two-year, $8 million deal to help the Buccaneers with cap space. Shaq Barrett also restructured his deal right around the same time. I feel like you've got more details on that one than I do. Uh, but, you know, the biggest takeaway from this is that clearly everybody has bought in and they're going to do what they can to help this team be as competitive as possible come week one. Yeah, so something I wanted to make clear um a restructure isn't a pay cut and actually some players might prefer restructures because they're getting their money maybe in some instances sooner um they're actually getting their money like up front a lot as like a bonus and stuff so uh yeah cameron bray revised a reworked contract um so i mean he's under contract for next season so um I believe his cap hit was supposed to be around $7 million. Uh, what's up? No disrespect at all to Cameron Bray. None whatsoever. Because listen, as far as like the longest tenored guys on this offense, you've got Mike Evans and shortly there behind them, you have got Cameron Bray. Maybe like Donovan Smith is also in that conversation, but how is he still on this roster? dude? <laughs> Like they, they, like, they like him. They they do. He's a great guy. He went to Harvard, right? You kind of get smart bonus. guy. You kind of get brownie points for that. But you know, John Ledyard from Pewter Report brought up a great point on Twitter, and it's just the, no disrespect at all to Cam. I, I love Cam so much. I'm a huge fan of Cam. I always will be. He was a touchdown machine at one point. He was a bigger red zone threat than Mike Evans was at one point. It really felt that way. Um. Like his, his production hasn't gone up and he continues yeah. to stick around. And I'm not saying he's taken up space because listen, the guy has sure hands. And that's one thing I like about him is that even though his production has gone down, he always has a few plays a year where you're like, all right, let's go cam, you know, but man, I'm just, I'm just really surprised that he is still here. And then uh, we'll talk about the departure of OJ Howard here in a second, but Cam Bray, bro, he's still doing his thing. Big 84. He'll be back for the 2022 season, which is always good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, I think his cap hit was supposed to be around $7 million. Um, and he obviously reworked the deal. So it frees up about $3 million, I believe, uh, in cap space. And then the Shaq Barrett restructuring is a big one. That's supposed to free up around $10 million. Uh, Don't ask me, like, what the restructure is. It's like you move this to a bonus, you move this to this, and then you – I don't uh, – We, we I just, I just this know, guaranteed money, yeah. and we put it guaranteed for this year. Yeah, instead know. of – you move it to 2024 and then that becomes prorated. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, but yes, they, they did do both of those basically at the same time. I mean, it was very, very quickly, uh, not, not far apart. So uh, they saved a quick 13 million there. Um, and, but then obviously there were some more moves that they needed to make to, to get under the cap and, and they ended up doing those moves as well. So um yeah, but obviously Cameron Bray basically took a pay cut to stay again uh, because he reduced his salary, uh, whereas Shaq Barrett just got his contract restructured. So, As we continue the topic of the Buccaneers tight end room, some huge news regarding a former first-round pick. The Buffalo Bills ended up signing Buccaneers tight end O.J. Howard to a one-year, $3.5 million deal. With incentives, it goes up to $5 million. So much for my comeback player of the year, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. That was, that was my guy last year. It seems like I've been picking OJ for, for coming. Yeah, for like the last three years, I've said he's really going to start to bounce back. But injuries, a, a lack of targets, whatever we can blame it on. At the end of the day, when OJ Howard was on the field for the Buccaneers, he just wasn't a factor. And it's unfortunate because he had some flashes his rookie season. The year after that, he really made some great plays. 
And it seemed like some of his best plays of his career were in or against Buffalo. So maybe that change of scenery will be exactly what he needed. Hopefully the Bills can get a talented guy. I mean, he's what, six foot five, runs like a four, six forty, freakishly athletic. He's not that great of a blocker, but he's a type of tight end where if you give him the room, he'll make some plays. And uh it looks like he gets to do that with Josh Allen now. So we'll see how that goes for him. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like you said, injuries really, really hurt him. Um he had the major one. Actually, he was really good with Brady in the, in the 2020 until he got injured. Yeah, like the so first it, three it, games of the season. Yeah, yeah it, w- it would have been fun to see a, a full 16-game season from him uh, in 2020, but it just wasn't meant to be. And everybody, I think, pretty much knew um, that uh, you know, they were moving on, uh, I, I think. Um Mr. Jizzle, appreciate the support, man. He said, I'm a Bucks fan new to this channel. Salute to y'all channel and to all the fellow Bucks fans, LFG. Subscribe to the channel too. Y'all fire content. Salute. Appreciate it. Um, so yeah, back back to, to OJ. Um, yeah, he like I said, just it's a shame because he has a lot of potential. And I still think he could turn his career around. It just wasn't gonna happen in Tampa. And there was, oh, maybe he could come back, but when Brady came back, everybody knew that you know Gronkowski's probably gonna come back. So like why would Howard, you know, stay at that at that rate, you know? Um speaking so, yeah, and now and now, you know, he's the he's the best, he's the best OJ. You know, he's the best OJ to, to play for the Buffalo Bills. So, I mean, that's, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. We, we got another OJ in a Bills uniform, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully he goes up there and he kills it in that offense. Um, yeah. yeah. Our so. buddy John actually brought something up and I wanted to mention this. Uh, they said Tom Brady's making like 10, $11 million a year this season. Uh, mm. For a lot of the people who are not caught up, how is that possible, Evan? And then, of course, Shout out to our guy, Willie Beeman, with the $20 Super Chat. We will read that in one second, I, I pinky promise. Um, but really quickly, the the Tom Brady salary, he's always been a team player, but, I mean, clearly he's doing his part this season as well to make sure the Bucks can get as many of these guys in here as they can. Well, I believe his salary for that was already, like it was always supposed to be $11 million. Like, oh, It wasn't okay. just something they they just changed. Um, he could still restructure, but I think you know a lot of his salary came in bonuses, so his cap hit was always supposed to be $11 million. So he, like I said, he could still restructure. So um, we'll have to wait and see if that happens, restructure, extension, whatever. Um, that's a possibility for them to, to create cap space, so we'll have to wait and see. Willie Beeman with the $20 Super Chat says, Hey, guys, sending my 20 to the Wendy's Fun. I like like linebacker Christian Harris. He can drop in coverage, tackle, and rush the quarterback from the edge. 4-4-4 in the 40. He could be Levante David's replacement someday. Roger McCreary also has nice ball skills as well. Your thoughts on both of those guys? I like Harris. Um, Don't know if I would pick him in the first round, and I don't know if he's going to be there in the second. Um, McCreary doesn't fit their profile much. But I mean, you know, they do need that type of ball hawk. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it could make some sense. It, you know, it, it definitely could make some sense. Uh, that would probably be a first round guy. I doubt he's going to be around the second. So, uh, both those names make a ton of sense. Uh, and you know, you I keep an eye on both, but I just I'm I'm not sure about McCreary's fit with the with the defense. As we wrap up our conversation about the tight end room. We mentioned him briefly. We'll talk about him again. But uh, Rob Gronkowski has yet to sign another contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He is still technically a free agent. There was a video that came out yesterday of him in a Bay Area barber shop, which honestly was really cool to see. But he was kind of messing around with everybody in there. They asked him if he was going to be coming back, if he's going to be re-signing with the Bucs. And he said, quote, there is a very good chance he will be back for the Bucs. Uh, The joke that he made is that, well, you know, Tom Brady kind of made him wait, sweat it out for a couple of months. So he's going to do the same thing to him. It it seems like it's all but confirmed that that Gronk's going to be back. He's just he's doing it on his own time. Like like he'll sign when he signs. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think that's coming, you know, pretty soon. It it, it should be. It should be within the next few days. I, I don't think there's going to be going to be much there. And obviously, the Bills, who are one of the teams that are interested in Gronkowski, have, you know, pivoted to OJ Howard. So, um, I mean, it sounds like maybe the Bengals were the other team Gronkowski had interest in, but like I, I don't know. You know, as long as Tom Brady's playing in the NFL, I have a hard time believing Gronkowski going to go elsewhere. So, I think it's just a matter of time. But we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Well, the biggest deal of free agency so far for Tampa Bay, one that a lot of people have been waiting on pins and needles for. 
Franchise player Chris Godwin reached agreement on a three-year, $60 million deal that includes $40 million fully guaranteed at signing. This is a huge deal. Uh, one, because we've been waiting for it for so long, and we kind of came to the conclusion that if the Buccaneers didn't get a long-term deal done with Chris Godwin this offseason, there probably wasn't going to be a long-term deal to be had. The two sides agree. Godwin, unfortunately, makes a little bit less money than uh, Christian Kirk, but it is what it is. It's a team player taking a team-friendly deal. I mean, I guess as team-friendly as it can be with this rampant wide receiver market, uh, but really good to see Chris Godwin locked into the red and pewter for the next couple of years. Yeah, he. Um, it's a win-win, I think, for, for both sides. Uh, from Godwin's perspective, he gets to hit the market again in, in three short years. Um, <laughs> it's almost like the Carlton Davis deal. Like I, I feel like we, yeah. we literally said all of the same stuff on the last episode about uh, Carlton yeah, Davis and, it, it and his three-year deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but with Godwin, it's a little bit more complex with the whole franchise tag thing. So we'll get into that. But uh, Godwin gets to hit the market again. You know, he'll be in his prime just like Davis. Um, hey, but now, gonna, when he hits the market in three years, his value is going to be like $29 million. The way that this yeah, market then, is. Yeah. Well, no, and the salary cap is going to keep yeah, going cap's up. Cap's going so like, back up. You know, yeah. Um, 29 million won't be like absurd by that point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, now let's talk about the franchise tag. So, one of the reasons it's a huge win for the Bucks is because this gives them cap relief. Um, 19 million was the salary, was the franchise tag number. We talked about it. We said that the reason why it wasn't great for the Bucks that they had to do this with Godwin was because that is 19 million right off the cap. There is no way to structure that. There is no way to put that into a signing bonus and do this and do that. That is 19 million, right? If you get a long-term deal done, you can spread that stuff out. So the Bucks added some voided years, and now his cap hit for 2022 is just five million dollars. So they saved 14 million dollars by signing him to a long-term contract this season. That, that was the big win for Tampa Bay. Not only do they get to keep him for three more years, they got 14 million dollars in cap relief. Gotta get give it up one more time for uh, this Buccaneers front office. That's right, Jason Light, Mike Greenberg, Jackie Davidson. The fact that Chris Godwin John signed Spitek, a $60 million deal and his cap hit for the season is $5 million. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's yeah, almost it's, unfair. It's the same exact deal that Mike Williams signed from the Chargers. And that's notable because Mike Williams and Chris Godwin have the same agent. So it's, it's the same exact deal for the same exact, you know, agent. Um, but the the Chargers didn't use as many uh, didn't use any voidable years I don't believe so Williams uh, cap hit in year one I think is fourteen million rather than twenty million so Godwin's is fifteen I mean I'm sorry five so um, yeah it was a huge win I think for both sides so like I said it allows Godwin to hit the open market again before he's thirty and it allows the Bucks cap relief now and to keep you know one of their best wide receivers you know a top. 15 20 wide receiver in the game to keep him with Mike Evans for the next three seasons. It was a win win for both sides. Yeah, speaking of Mike Evans, this is the latest transaction from Tampa Bay, and it's almost a yearly story at this point. Uh, but the Buccaneers are once again restructuring Mike Evans' contract to free up some additional cap space. Some of his $14 million base salary for 2022 was converted to a bonus and they work to resign more of his teammates. He has done this several times on his current deal already. So, like, there isn't a whole lot to say here except for shout-out to Mike Evans, the ultimate team player, God, in, in Bucks history. Like, I, I, I can't imagine or I can't even think of off the top of my head a player who has restructured his contract as many times as Mike Evans has. Like, seriously, it's a yearly story at this point that we get something coming out about Mike Evans moving some money around so the Bucks can make some more signings. I know somebody. Are you talking about just Bucks or just NFL? Oh, I was just going to say Bucks, but if you've okay. got NFL, I feel like I know who you're going to say. Yeah, it's Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's Buccaneers legend, um, Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, he is. Buc Buccaneers like legend, by the way, who is 25 touchdowns away from breaking the all time franchise record for passing touchdowns in Buccaneers history. Brady is currently at 96. And uh, the record is with Jameis Winston at 121. Mm, 121 so yeah. since Tom Brady has averaged uh, 40 effing touchdowns a year since he came here, I kind of feel like this is something he's going to be able to get done this year. And that's that's also very exciting. 
Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, and the move creates about $10 million in cap space. So, again, you know, just just moving stuff around. Um, you know, like I said, it's not a pay cut. Um, a lot of people seem to think, you know, it, it's a pay cut, but it, it's not. Um, but, you know, it still is nice that they're able to do this, and it just speaks to all the years leading up to this, right? Eventually, this is going to catch up to the Bucks eventually it is in three to four years it is however the previous three to four years that they've spent with free agency and how they've spent their money has allowed them to have this type of flexibility so that's that's the positive right the negative is that eventually you got to pay the piper eventually every you know something's got to happen something's got to give but the positive is the way they have managed the cap up to this point, up to the last two years, was so good that now they are able to finally do this. And they might not even be done. Um, there's a potential for a Donovan Smith, uh, you know, extension, maybe restructure. There's a potential for a Tom Brady extension slash restructure. Now, I have seen some people um, say that, you know, Tom Brady probably wouldn't want an extension. I agree. Um I do think that Brady would prefer to maybe keep his options open. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, it's the Bucks or retirement. And I, I probably, you're probably right, I think. But, you know, after toward the 2022 season, I, I don't think Brady wants to have a commitment anywhere else. Um, you know, I, I think he just wants to, to make sure that he has his options as wide open as possible. An extension wouldn't make that possible. So maybe they are going to restructure his contract. They could do that um, and, and lower his cap hit to, to save some money. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. We will have to wait and see. Uh, the, the Bucks aren't completely done. Um, you know, and they, they still have, obviously, Gronkowski going to take up some. Uh, Gronkowski is going to take up a little bit of space. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about some other guys, maybe. Like, like let's you know, let's talk about ahead. the running back room really yeah. quickly, um, because it seems like that's the area of this team that we have had the least amount of news on. Our buddy Lee Ayers brings it up in the live chat. He says, "Hey guys, what are we thinking about the running back situation?" A couple of people have asked about Leonard Fournette so far in this live stream, and we mentioned Fournette on the last episode, and I think the idea here is still pretty similar. It's kind of up to him if he really wants to look for the market he thinks he deserves, or is he going to take a pay cut to stay in Tampa Bay and potentially win another ring with Tom Brady? And I guess that's just where it sits, right? I mean, I guess there's a couple of other guys we can talk about. Uh, you know who I actually thought about today? And nobody has spoken a peep about him. I think I saw maybe one person tweet about it. But Le'Veon Bell. And I only bring this up because... I don't think he's back. I feel like he's probably done playing football because I, yeah, he's, he, he was going to be boxing before he yeah. signed with Tampa Bay last season. So I don't think he's back. But like if he is, I don't know, man, I wouldn't mind seeing him in this offense again. He seemed like uh, he fit right in towards the end of the season, seeing as he was kind of a Band-Aid signing. I, I thought he was fine. But I was, I was just slow. thinking about him today. That's all. He's, he's, I think he's done. You think he's <laughs> cooked? Is yeah, that what you wanted to I say? He's yeah, washed. He's cooked. he's cooked. He's done. He's just like their quarterback. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, in, inside joke, folks. We're not saying that, that Tom Brady uh, is, is done. Yeah, we Chances are we got a lot of new viewers in here today. So firstly, thank you guys so much for checking out the channel. Subscribe if you have not already. Plenty of great Buccaneers content and much more throughout the rest of the offseason. Um yeah, but, but yeah, um, man, I mean, yeah, just your overall thoughts, though, on on the Buccaneers running back situation and maybe the next update we'll hear. Yeah, obviously, you know, Leonard Fournette, um, he was on the market for a little bit last year as well. Uh, it's going to be something to where his market may dictate, you know, if he comes back. Uh, I don't think, you know, obviously the Bucs aren't giving him what he wants or else he would have resigned already. So clearly the Bucs and him. Or at a different number, um, you know, and, and we'll have to wait and see. Um, but, you know, obviously you also, not only Leonard Fournette, you have Giovanni Bernard, you have Ronald Jones. I would be shocked if Ronald Jones came back. But I do yeah. think there's a chance. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I think if I had to guess on, like, the next bit of news we're going to get regarding the running backs, it'll probably be Ronald Jones signing with another team. 
Weiss, no, he said, I'm new here. Did he just say Tom Brady is washed? It, it's a joke. <laughs> it, it's, it's, a run, it's a running gag, my friend. I promise you that nobody on the show actually thinks Brady is washed. It's just, it's funny to say it, right? Because analysts are getting paid a lot of money every single week to say that he's washed just for him to go be first in every passing category at 44 years old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're just going to have to wait and see on Fournette. Um, Jones will be elsewhere. And then Bernard may come back. There's a lot of still running backs out there. There's David Johnson, who obviously has a lot of familiarity with Bruce Arians. Um, Sony Michelle has a lot of familiarity with Tom Brady. Uh, Cordero Patterson, if they wanted to get like a kind of wide receiver running back hybrid. Yeah, that, uh, has, that, that's has a familiarity. signing right there. Cordero Patterson. Um, has familiarity with Brady as well. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of options still out there. So uh, I don't expect anything imminent with Leonard Fournette. I think they're going to wait wait it out and then see what happens. Um, if he does come back, I mean, yeah, Alex uh, mentioned in the chat, Rashard Penny, he's he's a guy who, who could be interesting. He hasn't really been healthy a lot, but when he's um, but, but when he's been healthy, he's been, he's been good. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I do. I don't think, like I said, I don't think anything's going to happen soon. And I, I think it's going to happen eventually, but um, we should hear some news on, on at least some of the books running backs that are free agents um, within the next week or so. Probably. If you guys in the live chat have any questions about somebody in particular, drop it as we start to wrap things up here. But Evan, I wanted to rack your brain on one more possibility. And uh, you want to talk about adding fuel to the fire. There has been plenty of that this week, but Evan, you just returned from a vacation in Florida. There is a certain NFL free agent on vacation in Florida, and he isn't just on vacation in Florida. He is on vacation uh, with Todd Bowles' daughter, right? He's married to Todd Bowles' daughter-in-law, or it's like... He's married to Todd Bowles' niece. Um, niece, gotcha. And that would be free agent safety Tyron Matthew. Um, well, so... I, listen, I know, I know that the, the forefront of this conversation is going to be money. But yeah. the money conversation aside, we'll have that in a minute. But, like, how, how do you feel about Tyron Matthew? Bucks just lost Jordan Whitehead. That's a huge loss. Yes, you still have Mike Edwards. Yes, you still have Antoine Winfield Jr. But a veteran presence back there in that safety room like Tyron Matthew, it's obviously a fit. He has the connection with Bruce Arians. We talked about him last season as well. But also just the idea of him being on the same team as Tom Brady after chirping at him in the Super Bowl it's kind of a wild thought. So this this is a fun one to think about. I'm curious to hear what you think. Um, yeah. So quick shout out to the 200 and over 230 people we have watching right now. Um, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys so um, much. Yeah. So yeah, Tyron Matthews on vacation. He's married to Todd Bowles' niece. He was on vacation with Todd Bowles' two sons and his stepdaughter. Um, so obviously there is a fit. Just like you know, just like you said, there, there's a fit there. Um, and you mentioned it's it's funny. You know, obviously, it'd be hilarious if like the, with the beef and everything that Brady and and him had, um, it, it would be we funny. Uh, Jenna Lane did send out a tweet yesterday. Um, yeah, you know, there's a, there's a family. Todd Bowles considers Tyron Matthew family, not just the Bruce Arians connection. Bruce Arians loves Tyron Matthew. Bruce Arians said that Tyron Matthew was his favorite draft pick ever, um, and then that Jenna Lane was told that any beef from Super Bowl 55 between Tom Brady and Matthew was squashed uh, when Brady sent Matthew an apology text, the two of a great friendship. Um, she said, I haven't heard anything on this front. I don't know what Matthew's asking price is. Could be too high for a team to use three safeties last year. I do know Tom loves the recruit and there's a real fondness there though. So, um, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I personally would doubt it because like you talked about with the, you have to bring up the money. And I, I think that's why, you know, that's why it wouldn't happen. Um, I, I would just, I would be surprised um, if it ended up happening just because, you know, I, I think he's going to want a little bit too much. I just think he's going to want a little bit too much. And maybe he does take a one year, you know, try and win a ring type deal, you know, with, with Bruce Arians, a coach we respects and then Todd Bowles uh, in a defense that he's very familiar with. But uh, if I had to bet, I would say probably not, but you know, can never completely rule it out. I don't think. We got a question from Charles in the live chat about another Buccaneer defensive back, Richard Sherman. Uh, what is the deal which, with Richard Sherman? 
There was actually a report from uh, Dov Kleiman, I think is how you say his name. Dov Kleiman? Yeah. D-O-V? Dov? His name yeah, is Dov? Yeah, m- m- most, most of the time he just takes reports and like tweets them. But Right. Well, he had put a report out that Richard Sherman retired, and he was the only person who put that report out. Richard Sherman liked the tweet, liked the report, acknowledged it, but Richard Sherman himself has not made it clear whether or not he's going to be back for the 2022 season, whether it's in Tampa Bay or it's for any other team. I don't know what the future holds for Sherman, but if I had to guess, I, I think he probably will retire. Yeah, I think he's done. Um, Sherman is a podcaster now. Sherman's had the podcast this whole time. Hey, this it's whole a great time podcast, he used, by the way. The, the, yeah, the, the whole time he was playing with the Bucks, he announced he was signing with the Bucks yeah. on his podcast. So yeah. he he he's that that's not that's not like a signal for anything. Uh, but yeah, I think he's done. Um, so uh, Willie with a quick question, he said, if Godwin didn't get that extension, do you think Tyron would be more likely or no? I actually think. Um, that Godwin's extension makes it possible for something like that to happen. If it wasn't going to happen, if Godwin was going to sit at 19 million as a cap hit, I think it would have been almost impossible. So we've seen this dude in the live chat a couple of times, but our good buddy BB says, I don't care what Shaq Mason is ranked at. I watched that dude's entire career as a Patriot. Having him next to Tristan worse will be great for him by far the best right tackle he's ever been next to. And I have to just assume that BB is bill Belichick, right? Yeah, it's a great uh, yeah, screen name yeah. BB in the live thank chat you, right you. now talking about thank watching you. Shaq Mason's entire career in New England. I mean, who else but Bill Belichick? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for tuning in, Bill. Appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, so uh didn't Matthew say he wanted to get a massive contract? I don't think he said that, but like that's one of the reasons he hasn't returned to Kansas City. Um, he made his cap hit was 14 million for last season. I don't think he's gonna get 14 million as a cap hit with any team next season. If I had to guess, he would sign a two, three year deal, maybe like 10 mil a year as a cap hit with somebody. I just I just don't think the Bucks will have that type of money. So John Samuelson, go Bucks from Wichita, Kansas. Adam Davies, our good buddy, the moderator holding it down. Our buddy from Bucks UK as well. Great question. Any of you guys heading to Germany for the international game? It has been confirmed the Bucks are going to be one of the first NFL teams to play a game in Munich, Germany next season. Evan, are you going? Because, like, it, listen, I know what my budget looks like. I'm probably not going to be in Germany uh, this fall, but I, I don't know. Mr. Big Bank over here, what do you think about that trip? <laughs> wouldn't uh, wouldn't count on it. <laughs> would, 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 not, would not count on it. I don't think I'm going to be heading to Munich this fall. Um, and we also, we don't know. We don't know what, what who the opponent is. It's rumored to be the Chiefs, but we won't know that official until the schedule comes out. So, um whatever happened to john brown didn't we sign him for a game the bucks signed him before the playoffs he just didn't play much that happens um, i don't think i don't think he saw the field at all in a bucks uniform he, if he, I remember he, correctly. He, he played he played a few snaps did he um yeah um if not if not matthew who do you think they pick up gilmore anyone else i I wouldn't expect. I think if there's gonna be a high, higher tier free agent left that they're gonna sign, it would be somebody like a Fletcher Cox or a Tyron Matthew. I don't think it's gonna be a Stephon Gilmore or a, you know, I mean Casey Hayward was out there until today when the Falcons signed him. I don't think there's gonna be a, a big like you know this, a, a really this big. This isn't a target for the Bucks at all, but uh, Zadarius Smith pulling out of his deal with the Ravens. Yeah, that yeah, was pretty that's, wild. Well, that's happened. Like Randy Gregory pulled yeah, out a deal Randy with Gregory the Cowboys. Pulled a J- one eighty. JD McKissick pulled out a deal with the Bills. Um, and it's happened a lot this offseason. but uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens. It should be interesting. We'll be talking to you guys sometime in the next few days. I'm sure there's going to be a few more stuff out i'm sure this weekend uh but for now you know it's been roughly quiet on the bucks front today but doesn't mean stuff's not happening just because you don't here here's my my point just because you don't hear about it doesn't mean it's not happening here is uh here is my conclusion because i know that we do have a lot of new viewers today closing in on 300 people over on youtube thank you guys so much this is one of the biggest audiences we have ever had in show history we've been doing this show since 2016 and we have talked about a lot of Bucks football. Hold on, I lost my spot. <laughs> um, 
But a quick question from our guy E Uno or Uno in the chat. He said, "How long have you guys been Bucks fans?" And I will tell you. Full disclosure, I started watching the Buccaneers every single week in 2006. Chris Sims was my quarterback. Um, or at least he was the backup at the time. I think that was the year we had Jeff Garcia. So, yeah, I- I've been watching since then. Watched the uh, the end of the Gruden regime. Raheem Morris coming in. Greg Schiano, Lovey Smith, Dirk Cutter. You name it. We- we've been there. We've been watching some bad Bucks football for a little while now. But luckily, our Lord and Savior Tom Brady came in. But ladies and um, gentlemen, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, 2011. Um, just to answer the question really quick. Uh, really quick, just some stuff in the chat I got to address. No, you're good. Uh, one, Man, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they're targeting Cole Beasley. Um, it's not, like, I, don't, I just don't see it as a fit. Um, somebody else said they need a corner. Jamel Dean isn't cutting it. They need to sign Gilmore. Jamel Dean's actually good. Um they say that the books are going to play in their old uniforms this season. Is this true? Uh, no, it is not true. That is 2023, not 2022. So he is, they are not playing in their cream circle uniforms this season. That's um, I, I think if I it, listen, there isn't a bad thing about Brady coming back, but if I did have to pick one, that would be it. Not only the fact that, you know, we kind of thought he was going to be retired less than one season away from the return of the cream sickle, but now we get this garbage excuse of, uh, you know, supply sh- shortage, whatever, whatever. And they're going to have to push it back till 2023. That bums me out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, thanks a lot for watching, everybody. Appreciate it. We uh, we had a lot. We got 288 people in here watching right now. Um, really, really, you know great show and we're 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 excited to you know get back into the swing of things and uh i hope you're all along for the ride we appreciate the support and um you know got up bucks aren't done i'm sure you know there's there's still a lot some work to be done then you got the draft right after it so this is what i was going to say before and i'll wrap it up with this given the nature of our podcast that we have done for years for a lot of the people who have watched us for years and there's a few of them in the live chat you know that typically Whenever we talk about potential breaking news for expect the Buccaneers, expect some Bucks news, in or like expecting five some Bucks <laughs> news, uh, you know, usually it happens like ten to fifteen minutes after we wrap up our live stream. Yes. So honestly, if you guys are waiting for another headline regarding the Bucks, you're probably going to get something today. But I just have this awful gut feeling that within an hour after we end this podcast, we're going to get some news about some incredible signing. But listen, that's the nature of the business, and. Uh, you know what? We'll make and, it. Work. And you know what? Yeah. If we do, we'll, we'll you'll see us again tonight. That's yeah. just, that's yeah. just how that'll go. It's, you know, ask us about how we handled the Rob Gronkowski thing where <laughs> we ended it. We ended a draft show and then literally 10 minutes later, Rob Gronkowski was traded to the books. So we went on live again for another hour and a half. So yeah, that's, that's what we're referring to. And typically that happens. Um, so yeah, we, you could be seeing us again tonight. Who knows? But uh, we appreciate all you guys watching anyways. Yeah. It's been an exciting, week very excited to say the least about what is yet to come the bucks are not done tom brady is not done recruiting guys to tampa and we will see what happens but ladies and gentlemen that's just about going to do it for this episode of the cannon fire podcast big shout out to every single person over on youtube right now hanging out with us subscribe to the channel if you have not already plenty of great buccaneers content and we have got so much more than just the podcast you're watching right now we got a series called buried bucks treasure where we go and we take a look at some vintage Buccaneers gear collections and anything we can find. It's a really cool thing that we do with our guy, Mr. Bucks Nation. We've also got hype videos, which do pretty well. So if if that's your thing, make sure you go check that out. I have a lot of fun making those as well. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show. And of course, Buccaneer news as it happens. Speaking of Bucks news as it happens, you can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram. Words are hard. I said it at the beginning of the show. It still rings true all the way to the end. Words are tough sometimes, but we're going to get through it. Oh, let's go. Mikey with one more, one more right before we end. Yeah. Mikey with the $2 super chat. He says, is this something you guys know? Are you just guessing? No, we're, we're just guessing, man. Like we're just guessing because that, that typically that's what happens. Yeah. It's, it's (laughs) it's just based off of prior experience. Like we don't know anything that's going to happen. I I promise we're not withholding any info from you guys. 
Um, it's just usually the luck of the draw. So hopefully we're wrong today. And hopefully we did a good recap of all the Buccaneer news. But of course, if there is more, we will keep you guys on it. Last but not least, you can find myself, Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. But folks, that's the show. We'll talk to you in the next one. Subscribe to the channel for more great Buccaneers content to keep you busy between now and then. <sighs> just make sure I, uh... yeah, I just make sure I covered everything. I'm good. Yeah, we get, we, we hit everything. We hit all the bullet points. We're good, man. We can wrap this thing up. <laughs> Thank you guys once again for watching. We really do appreciate you until then. And as always, I'm your host, Rick Matthew signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish. We'll talk to you in the next one. Go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.